What's up, Gangkai Nation? Tasha, I want to make a hit checking in. And you're about to hear the show presented by Express Sun's Rooms of Columbia. Spurs up. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. I'll watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. All right, greetings and good morning, wherever you may be. A rainy morning here where I am in the low country of Charleston, South Carolina. Inside the Gamecocks, the show. It is Friday, February the 3rd. JC is not here today. He's on the road. He's actually in the Palmetto State. I think Phil will have a chance to catch up with him this weekend. Unfortunately, he is here for a funeral. So thoughts and prayers are with those who will be going through that this weekend. But we will be here until 1 o'clock, and in just a couple of moments, we'll be joined by our great, great friend, dear friend, not the fleetest of foot, and we'll compare his run at Texas A&M to that of those that Nick Harbor may make at South Carolina. But he is a former quarterback, and I would call him my quarterback, as T.O. did. That would be uh, Perry Orth. Our program is coming live from the Sinorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics, Sinorama Columbia, they should be your partner as well. They can literally do everything and anything you could ever possibly dream of. If you own a business and you need a sign, need a new sign, need some touch-ups, maybe you need some banners made, maybe you need tablecloth, something that small, maybe you need graphics on your car, maybe you want a wall painted in your home. If you ever been to Williams-Brice Stadium or Founders Park or Colonial Life Arena, look around. Yeah, that's Sinorama Columbia and the fine folks there are Gamecock alumni and, uh, and they are the best at what they do. 803-407-9284, the phone number for uh, Sinorama Columbia. You can always, of course, go to Sinorama.com and just click on the West Columbia location, and um, and they'll take care of you. But uh, very happy to have those guys. Very happy to see my man, Phil. And uh, coming up here in about 55 minutes or so, Phil, we should have a uh, public announcement from Mazio Bennett. Man, wide receiver right down out the street here yeah man. yeah yeah we should have you it's all see now see i should have thought live. about this sooner that's yeah, right. right you should have done it from your from your sinorama home studio but that's he didn't 
No, um, I wasn't so. even asked. I can't believe it. That's all right. Yeah. I got to make some inroads over there at Greenville High. That's all right. We'll we'll figure that out. Uh, no, you know, it's not that, necessarily been a bastion of Gamecock loyalty over there. <laughs> no, but no. That, that seems to be changing rather quickly now under mm-hmm. Coach Beamer. As uh, as uh, the last couple of couple of classes have uh, heavily shifted towards the Garnet and Blythe. The Nana's Ports chat box is wide open, and we see you. And and we're going to get to a lot of you today. We can't wait to 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 fuss and discuss these things that are that are happening, Phil. But Perry Orth is waiting patiently, and we've only got him for about 15 minutes this morning. Yeah. So we'll pop – Bring Perry on in. We'll, we'll pop our handsome quarterback in. Uh, I did see Perry down in Jacksonville, an area he knows quite well considering he's from there. And uh, we got to hang out with him a little bit before the bowl game when South Carolina and Notre Dame played back on December 30th. But uh, looking good, my man. What's happening? That's right. You're muted, Perry. Oh, you're muted. You got to unmute. We can't hear you. There you go. Recovering from, uh, still recovering from Jacksonville. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> we, we, were, we passed each other in the, um, in the uh, the dumpster fire bathroom out in the there's tailgate yeah. lots and um, used to be Altel Stadium. Then it went to Everbank. Now it's TIAA Bank. And uh, yeah. that was in high school where we used to tailgate for the Jags games. We were we weren't drinking or anything. It was all good. So no, no, no you weren't doing that. Nothing, nothing but nothing but good wholesome fun, you know. Like but did, yeah, good wholesome fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, man, this that and the other. But yeah, did, but the, good, good wholesome fun. Yep. The, the real question though is, did you have one of the old school Altel phones where you had to pull the antenna up? Did you have yeah, one of those? I was the first phone I ever had was the gold. Razor. Oh, oh man, Perry. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. So I uh I think I was in eighth grade. I had just finished seventh grade, getting ready to start eighth grade. So I didn't have a cell phone up until then, which is crazy now to think about. Yeah. This is what 2007. And I remember yeah. we went to the store to pick it out, and they were on it was on the gold was on sale. It was like you could get the normal, like silver colored one or the gold, and of course. You know, being a quarterback, even at that age, you know, I wanted to be flashy, you know, want to be cool, stand out. So I went with the gold. Um, but all that being said, no, I didn't have one of the walkie talkie 18 uh, Altel cell phones. So, well, that's all right. Speaking of gold, one who might win one is coming to South Carolina. How about the yeah. signing of Nick Harbor, Perry? Have you? Look, I, not many, not many videos out there compared to yours against A and M. When you, you, you really, you were burning rubber to get I to the end might zone. Need to race him when he gets here, just to make sure <laughs> that I still am the fastest gamecock of all time. Yeah, you can still make it. That's right. <laughs> no, but that was a huge uh, get. Obviously, you know we, yeah. you know, I don't follow recruiting super yeah. closely to where I know every single signee. Um, but obviously that was a huge name. I mean, I think yeah. that I was told that he was the highest recruit ever out of state, out of South Carolina that we've ever gotten before. And I think what it does, it speaks volumes of, of where we're at in our program. You know, I, I don't typically tweet about Gamecock football, but I did put something out, you know, in the world of NIL and in the world of, transfer portal relationships and trust and transparency it still matters right having interpersonal connections and the emotional ties with individuals still outweighs money um 
And uh, that, that was a, a, a great showing of that. You know, you're obviously, you're not going to win all of them, right? Money, money still buys, right? But you know, the, the, this kid still has the opportunity to come run for a top 20 track program. Um, he, he's coming into the SEC country where people are going to take care of him. And whether he runs track here at Oregon or wherever else, like you're still going to run your 10 second, whatever, whether you're in a green jersey or a garnet one. And then football wise, it's like it's kind of a no brainer. You know, I get Oregon, Nike, it's flashy, it's cool, but they don't produce the same type of talent. I saw a tweet this morning that the SEC had more um, ESPN top 300 players than all of the other power conferences combined. Yeah. So like that. if you want to come play the, the highest level of college football, you come to the SEC. If you want to go and get drafted into the NFL, you come to the SEC. If you want to come and have fun in college, play great football and have a chance to do something nobody's ever done you come to south carolina and i think that was the message that was sold yeah the the what you're referencing there josh pate tweeted it the sec collectively assigned 102 of the top 24 7 recruits in this cycle that is more than the pac-12 big 10 and acc combined it is an astonishing number um perry i you mentioned relationships i know you obviously weren't recruited um, by Shane Beamer, you you came to South Carolina after he had departed. But I also know that you've gotten to know Shane Beamer. Why, why does he establish re- such good relationships the way that he does? What have you learned? Number one, because he's real. He's not this like greasy salesman with slick back hair, you know, with a leather coat, being like, "Hey, boy, come meet me out back. I got a couple thousand for you." You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he's a real guy. Like. You know, I went to one of the practices, which I don't typically do, but I just I hadn't been to one of his practices before and went and um, very friendly, you know, greeted me as if I was a recruit coming in. And, yeah. you know, whether it's a five star recruit or a three star or a PWO or just somebody who joins the team, you know, the the things I keep hearing is that he is who he is all the time. And, uh, you know, that that that. You know, it affects you as a recruit. You know, you you're leaving home to go to a foreign land to go and embark on this new journey where you have no idea what that looks like. But then to come to a school where it's like the head coach I'm playing for gives me peace and, and comfort to where like if something happens, like I can run to him, you know, as kind of like a safe haven. You know, it you can recruit and you can win a lot of recruits that way. Um, Dabo did Dabo's done a really good job of that up at Clemson. And yeah. um, Shane's doing it now here. And then the best part, too, which is, in my opinion, why we landed him, is he has a leg to stand on now, right? First year, it's kind of a roller coaster, kind of trying to compile as many different players into just getting wins. You win a bowl game. Then last year, kind of following the same suit. And then, bam, you finish with two top five wins. And you know, a hell of a bowl game. Unfortunately, we didn't come out on top, but, you know, it was a great showing on national television, an absolutely electric environment if you were there in Jacksonville. Um, It was, I mean, it was, I mean, bowl games aren't typically like that. It was a great, great game, great atmosphere. We just came up a little short, but now he has a leg to stand on. He's like, listen, we can win big games here. And then you bring back your quarterback, you bring back your best playmaker on offense and juice wells and insert a couple other key folks and i mean you're looking at an opportunity to make have a good season this year but then it projects for the future of like 
there's actually progress in the organization. Um, good things are happening. It's a great environment to be around. And so if you're a top recruit and South Carolina is hammering you about bringing you on the team, you know, they're, you got a good, we got a good shot of landing them. So, I mean, and then it goes to also show, look at the 24 class. It's top 10 in the country. Oh, I mean, yeah. with the ability to finish close to the top five, which would be for a program like South Carolina would be an astronomical deal. Because when you start stacking classes like that, that's when the wins they follow. It, it, it's eerily ironic to what Dabo did at Clemson. And I, I hate to keep referencing Clemson here, but the, the proofs no. and the puddings, like we were beating their ass for years, but they were stacking top five, top 10 recruiting classes year over year over year. And next thing you looked up and it was like, these guys are unbelievable. Look at all these NFL players. And, um, you know, so hopefully we, we can continue to do the same thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't think we were anybody was expecting a meteoric rise, but I mean, ahead of schedule, I think is well within what's going on. You know, it's, it's not overstating to say that Beamer and staff are ahead of schedule. Um, and it is, I mean, it, I mean, as much as we don't like, and me, especially here in the upstate <laughs> being under the orange <laughs> fog, as I like yeah. to call it, uh, <laughs> you know, saying good things about them. You're exactly right, Barry. I mean, that's how it was just step by step by step. Yeah. We beat them five years in a row, but they're building, building, building. And of course, you know, they've got the easier path, um, that, you know, just through the conference that they're in, but I mean, yeah. you got to start somewhere and pulling in a, a top, 15 nationally ranked recruit yeah. is not a bad way to continue the momentum that was built even in year one. Yeah, that's right. You know, and then you, you go out and in, in, in spring ball, it's already February, which is insane. Spring ball, what starts in five weeks, six weeks. Um, oh, wow. They're, they're back on the field in two months, the spring games here. And, you know, I guarantee there's going to be a decent crowd at the spring game. And as long as the weather's good and, and, uh, you know, the the thing that I see that I would love to see our program take that next step, because in my opinion, from what I have seen and from what I have heard, we have the players to make it shake. And I'm not saying players to, you know, predicting a college football national championship. But, you know, do we have the ability to compete with Georgia? Um, I, I think that we do. Um, I really I really believe that what we do need is we need somebody. We need, uh, you know, how do you say his name? Loggins. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Loggins. Mm -hmm. We need him to be very dynamic in the way that he uses his personnel. Um, a yeah. lot like, uh, honestly, a lot like what Todd Munkin has done at Georgia. And obviously yeah. you guys know, I, I coach still coach football now. And I'm very, even more so now than when I played, I'm more like intimately involved from a mental standpoint in football than I've ever been in my life and what he does and the way he utilized all of his personnel at Georgia this year is why they want won the national championship. Yeah. You know, if, if they're not elite on offense, they don't beat Ohio state. Um, and for that matter, maybe not even beat LSU. So, you know, the way that he uses tight ends with motions, with different personnel groupings, um, you know, and you, you think Georgia, like, I formation, pound the ball down your throat. But they were spreading the ball all over the field. They were running zone read. They would mix in a little gap, but they were, you know, Brock Bowers was obviously featured, but the McConkey kid was catching passes. A couple of the other kids were as well. Like they just did a, such a great ball of ball. Like Stetson Bennett was just playing point guard. 
And now he obviously made a ton of great plays down the stretch, but it's not like Spencer's not capable of doing that either. So, um, you know, some creativity, um, but then being dynamic on offense and not being afraid to kind of, what did uh, Cam Cam Smith say? Not being afraid to drop your nuts and drop, and <laughs> drop the nuts. dial them up that's a little right. bit. I mean, seriously, that that's what will um, you know what I'm really looking forward to to seeing out of uh, out of the new offense. Yeah, I I think that um, and and I wish we had you for two hours today because I would love to really get pick your brain on so much stuff and you know the, including the quarterback room and things the depth of it, it seems as deep as it's been, at least that I can remember for quite some time. But 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 I do want to draw an interesting parallel that you've made to both Georgia and Clemson because Clemson, when Carolina was beating them every year, was a really good team, and they had really, really good skill players, and they had a really good quarterback. And this is no disrespect to anybody up there, although everybody would like me to disrespect them, and I understand that. Um, <laughs> but when they became elite, Perry, is when they, they, they found elite players in the trenches – yeah, and they found an elite quarterback, and yeah. and you can say the same thing at Georgia as well. I mean, they they have guys that literally, they literally like if you're if you're 275 pounds playing against Georgia, they're they're going to eat you. Like literally, that's what they're looking to do: rip your arms off and eat them. Yeah. Um, so they so they have these massive guys on both lines of scrimmage, and then they have elite quarterback play. And I, I just want to just quickly before I know we got to let you run here in a second, but just yeah. quickly get your your thoughts on what we have, but also obviously clearly what they have been signing the 22, 23, and now 24 classes in the trenches. And then the depth of that quarterback room, if you, if you can draw any parallels to South Carolina and those other two. Well, yeah, I think that we're starting, you're starting to see that. I, I love what they did with the quarterback room. It goes, it was so counterintuitive to what had been going on since I was playing. Could never and I say we, whoever was coaching at the time, whether it was the end of the Spurrier regime, Coach Muschamp in, in, in that era, we couldn't settle on a quarterback. We kind of settled on Jake a little bit. Then Jake had some woes, and then Skarnecchia came in and played well. And then it was like, who do we play? Like, we haven't settled on a quarterback like this since probably Dylan Thompson. And um, that that – Good point you provide a lot of depth to that room. That is a room you want to have depth and that's a room that you want to develop more than really any position on the field. Talking last night, you look at some of the professional teams, like look at Denver, the Broncos, Denver has a chance. Now they got a great play caller and and historically a very good quarterback. They're going to have a shot now to be, to be good. And, you know, when your quarterback is experienced and um, then you're able to develop the kids behind him, you set your program up literally three years in advance instead of being like, oh, he had a bad game or a bad stretch of games. Let's put in the freshman. Well, then the freshman goes in, has some good moments, plays bad, loses confidence. Then you put him in the next year, and it's just this overturning cycle of just chewing quarterbacks in and spitting them out. Um, and it's not it's not a good thing to do. And then obviously in the trenches, I mean, we, we've been so thin over the last – I mean, golly, eight, nine years on both sides of the football that if we have somebody go down, I mean, we, we can't get pressure on the passer. We can't pass block. But, you know, the the class that they've signed for 23 in the offensive front, um, it, it's going to help a lot because, you know, as a play caller that I've done and then now as, you know, as a quarterback, mm-hmm. you know, if you can run the football, you can really control the game. And it's not necessarily lining up with a billion people in the box and just jamming it three – you know, three yards in a cloud of dust. But if you can go and spread, you know, get into 10 personnel 
with one back, no tight end, spread the field, but still run your guard tackle counter, your inside zone, or still run your one back power. Like there's so much you can do because a lot of times you're going to run on a five man box or a six man box because they still have to defend the pass. And so if you're able to do that and your your offensive line is able to get push on the guy directly in front of them, it opens up just a absolute, just um, what's the right word that I'm looking for? It just opens up your playbook. You're, yeah, right. But not too much because we know that playbooks that are wide open with 100 plays and 20 different personnel groupings can be a little confusing, but we'll leave that for another day. Uh, <laughs> but, well, look, man, I, I know we got to let you run. Um, we'll, we'll get you back in soon. Uh, maybe maybe when we've got some more time one day. Yeah. And um, and obviously you're a hell of a football coach and you're, and you're a great friend. But also, real quick before we let you go, tell everybody what else you're doing right now. Yeah, so um, we started an insurance company about a year and a half ago offering self-defense insurance to really everybody, but really focusing on folks that, that either own a firearm or carry on the, you mm-hmm. know, we're big Second Amendment folks here. And, uh, and then I'm coaching, helping Corey Helms at Cardinal Newman, calling plays for him going on our second year. And then uh, still doing QB1, man, been training quarterbacks, you know, ready for the scary stat. This is, I'm starting my seventh year. Oh, training quarterback. And uh, and it's, it's kind of scary because I went on your show back in 2017, right when yep. I first started. Yep. And uh, that was kind of how we got the word out down in the low country. And it just is crazy how fast time goes. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's amazing. With that being said, this will be my seventh year babysitting Garcia as well. So um, we'll have uh, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll have to get you we'll have to get him on on the show as well. Oh so yeah, you have to give give me about an hour hours worth of break. You know, actually, I don't know if you guys know this, but he's actually getting ready to have his third third child here in the yeah. next uh, month or so. So keep him and his family in your prayers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I did talk to him a little bit uh, when I headed down to Tampa to see if he was coming over Tampa. Jacksonville to see if he was coming over from Tampa and um he said that that was he was a couple of months out from the baby being born so he had some things going on but uh Steven as much flack as he gets we all know deep down he is he's a he's a good dude and he's a good dad he's a good dad he's a great dad he's a great dad he's a fun dad too which is awesome yeah yeah there's no doubt well all right buddy um congratulations on everything on everything good to see you again here about a month apart Oh, we'll get you on soon. Yeah, we'll we'll talk a lot of ball, man. We we it, it's easier for you to do it. We don't know anything like you know, and, and that's why we bring in the experts. So oh, uh, next yeah. time, we'll, Phil. Next time, the 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 side by side, Orth A and M run with one of uh, the sprints from Harbor, and let's see who moves quicker. If you can, oh my, that. yeah, that's <laughs> right. Give me a give me a couple fast forward notches on that sprint. Yeah, I'm not going to say I won't uh, I won't throttle the uh, the right back on Harbor yeah. for you, Barry. Yeah. 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 I, I had full pads on and a helmet. He'll be in a track track suit with cleats. So that's, right. that's a great. Yeah, that's point. right. Yeah, yeah. There's I, a lot had, of qualifiers to that, right? Had, yeah. Yeah. had he had a helmet on, y'all would have been. I had, a, I had a headwind, and that's you know, right. people were talking to me as I was running. Just it was it was a lot going on. Yeah, there's no defense on the track, is there? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Perry yeah, was blowing kisses to the crowd, signing an autograph on his way down the field. Right. He even pulled a Snickers out of his back pocket. I mean, he had plenty of time. Yeah. So, all right, brother. Bye, Good to see you. Thanks, see ya. Perry. There you go, mm-hmm. uh, Perry Orth, former quarterback at uh, South Carolina, and 
yeah, if you or your neighbor or somebody like that you know wants quarterback training, he's really good at it. His whole team is. Stephen comes up often, and um, and uh, they've got it covered all over the state. And of course, you've heard him with the insurance stuff. It's a they're they're uh, that's a market that had been untapped. It is very tapped now with what they're doing. So it's pretty pretty cool stuff. But um, Phil, it's always good to have uh, have a quarterback come on and talk football. Generally, they're the ones that actually know what they're talking about. Not the morons like me and and no, others yeah, out there. A lot more knowledgeable than we are, that's for sure, Jamie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's no doubt about that. All right, uh, so we got the Benny uh, Mazio uh, Bennett uh, announcement coming up at noon. JC again is out. Uh, he has personal business to tend to in South Carolina. Thoughts and prayers are with them. Uh, we are past due for a break, so I know Phil's going to shut us down here soon. So we'll hit that. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the Nanosports chat box. Anything you got, send it our way. And, uh, Phil, you can answer all the questions while I uh, run downstairs and make a sandwich. How's that sound? Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, man, a cup of coffee. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know everybody's nickname, so that's good. It might get them all right. (laughs) Maybe a vodka cranberry at 1126 a.m. That's all right. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, yeah, 24 minutes before it's okay to drink. That's right. (laughs) Inside the Gamecocks, the show, uh, proudly brought to you by Express Sunrooms. We'll be right back. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Gamecock Nation, JB here, and I'm here to tell you about my new favorite painting company, A Couple of Painters. These guys are the best. Gamecock fans and excellent painters, and by far the best and easiest quote I've received. They're licensed in both South Carolina and Georgia. They offer 10% off for military, repeat customers, or if you heard it on the show, commercial and residential painting, deck, fence, and cabin staining, cabinet and furniture refinishing. They'll even remove popcorn ceilings and wallpaper and they offer pressure washing find them on facebook or call 803-522-6832 a couple of painters proud partners of inside the gamecocks the show are you sick and tired of your business computer guy yes he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests yeah same here i'm paying him good money i constantly have issues and i'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly Oh, I feel that, man. My head hurts, but I have a good lead on a good idea. I'm calling your boy Matthew Odom today from Heritage Digital. Heritage Digital is an IT firm that specializes in making sure your IT network runs like a dream. If you have one or 500 employees, it doesn't matter. They do it all for one monthly fee and have clients from South Carolina all the way to California. Yeah, I heard that monthly fee's low too, so I don't know why I didn't even think of that. Uh, Do you have 843-699? 1001 is Matt's contact number. Yeah, man, I sure do that. Or you can go to heritagedigital.com. Man, I hear they do a no-cost assessment. Boy, this will help me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I'm getting all that and encouraging everyone else to do the same. Heritage Digital, 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com, a proud sponsor of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is former All-American shortstop Drew Meyer. And you're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Go Gamecocks. 
welcome back everybody to Inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. We're, of course, broadcasting from the Sinorama Columbia Studios. And the first hour of the show is brought to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271 here in the upstate for all your upstate residential real estate needs. But yeah, we got, everybody's in the chat box this morning. Some got in early, some good mornings, KFC, Craiger, good morning, happy Mazio Day. Yeah, well, all eyes are on Greenville right now, checking out for Mazio Bennett, waiting at what, noon is when he's going to make his announcement. Um, any word, JB, on whether or not we're going to get a two-for-one today? You mean like two commitments? Maybe today? maybe a Frank's uh slide in <laughs> i don't have word on that you might have heard something i haven't heard but uh no i, I have not I, I, I was just thinking yeah it'd be convenient enough everybody's gonna be up here <laughs> yeah I, I i think that um i think it'll probably i mean my my intel says they're gonna be one for one mm-hmm. um i i think that most people by now probably have are beginning to understand that that this thing is it's looking pretty good for for Mazio Bennett, and um, and then behind that, you know, we'll we'll continue to keep our eyes in state on the the both linemen, Franks and Thompson. Uh, the only thing I'll add to that, and I, again, I'm not, I'm not really I'm not really sure how good the intel is on this, but I'll share it. I mean, because you you just don't know, is that uh, it, you know those those two young men could be making decisions i'd say sooner than later Hmm. not like soon as in like tonight but sooner than later so um so we'll see but i think if i think if bennett commits today publicly uh that um carolina's 24 class as it stands here in February of 23, we got a long yeah. ways to go. That's right. Yeah, as um, early as it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be looking somewhere around the seven or eight mark in the, in the yep. top ten. So, pretty good. Then you just got to maintain it at that point, which I think, you know, I mean, all signs point to, I mean, if you look at an incremental progress, progress, but we finished 23 is, what, 16, I think, correct? Right behind yeah. SC West. <laughs> correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then uh, but narrowed the gap. I like that. That was good with the uh, with the addition of Nick Harbor. I don't know. I just think uh, you know that's pretty much the key. As much as you know, admittedly, I was pulling hard for TCU to win the national championship for any number of reasons, but one of them being, hey, you can do it with anybody, right? <laughs> but when it boils down to it, it's Jimmy's and Joe's, man. <laughs> so you can't. You get a team full of Wookies ready to rip your arm off on the other side, <laughs> man. <laughs> you know? It, it is it is phil you hit the nail on the head brother it is it is jimmy's and joe's it is jimmy's and joe's uh and 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 coaches too but mm-hmm. but you, really good players can make really average coaches look pretty good and i think yeah, we've no seen doubt. that before um uh phil before we get it more into the chat box today here I'll, I'll i'll give you the i told you yesterday we could keep doing this why why not it's it is oh I better say this one first. It is National Women Physicians Day. My my wife is oh, one of those. Nice. So and as a matter of fact, if anybody's ever been to um a place called Fleet Landing, it is one of my favorite restaurants, if not my favorite restaurant in Charleston. It 
It is not like Hall's Chop House, but it, it's right on Charleston Harbor. It has great food for comparatively to downtown, really good prices. Uh, they have the best calamari you've ever had. Anybody that tries to tell me you've been somewhere with better calamari, you are a liar. It is not better than that of Fleet Landing. It is steak calamari. It looks like mozzarella sticks. And you bite into it, and your whole world changes. So we're going to go eat there tonight. Now we have something to celebrate outside of each other. So there you go. We're uh, we're going to – no, Sonder. Wherever you had calamari, it ain't as good as the calamari that I'm going to eat tonight. I'm telling you. <laughs> all of you. You're all That's liars. Right. Every Sonder's down in your it. area, too, so it could be you really could go try yeah. it out. Yeah. Well, he, he, he could bring his calamari, and we'll have a taste off. And, and I tell you, he's going to win. Um, it is National Carrot Cake Day. I'm not, are you a carrot cake guy? You know, I'm not. I, I was when I was a kid. I think um, I'm, it's it's more about the cream cheese icing for me, though, JP. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I'm more of an icing guy. I'm, I'm the lick the top of the cupcake guy, right? Oh, you're that guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know you're kind around here. I'm not fond of you. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, uh, the cake, yeah, cake's for kids. Give me the icing. <laughs> Get it. KFC, you're wrong. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, carrot came stinks on. Yeah, yeah. Craig carrot, not a fan either. Cake stinks on. <laughs> carrot can. I don't know what he's. Carrot cake? Carrot cake stinks on ice. Uh, yeah, it is. Your autocorrect's killing you here, Craiger. <laughs> yeah, he had a chance to figure it out. It is National Bubblegum Day. I have a I have a high bubblegum opinion as well. Can I, if you don't yeah. mind? Yeah, go right uh, ahead. I, I am still one of the biggest believers in big league chew that you can find. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, grape big league chew is life-changing. And I'm one of the guys that when all the juice kind of after about 10 minutes, you feel like you can't taste it anymore, I throw one out and I put another big league chew in. And I'll go through the bag in 30 minutes if I have to. Just another wad. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Throw it in there. Yeah. I love it. And grape is the best flavor. I agree with you there. Mm. Yeah. Grape is uh, grape is outstanding. It is uh, also National The Day the Music Died Day, and we were so oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and on a serious note, it is hap- It is National Missing Persons Day, and uh, so hopefully, hopefully, that comes to an end. Uh, no question there. No, yeah, yeah, that's all. Uh, sour apple. Delude says sour apple big league. Okay. I've never had the sour apple. I, I haven't either. I, I no, I haven't. I have not. I, I, I just don't get away from grape. I, I just can't get away from grape if it's there. That's what I'm getting. Grape uh, pink. I mean, you know, Clint, Clint agrees. Clint said grape big league chew is the best as well. Baseball season is coming up. That kind of flows into a question that we got from ryan here just a just a little bit ago uh outside of monty ryan this is going to sound like i'm being rude but i'm not being rude i'm doing this to try to prevent other people from doing it it's m-o-n-t-e uh not with a y at the end there for 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 monty lee um but uh, not to be a a, a jerk I, i just i see it all the time and I know Monty likes his name spelled with an E at the end. So outside of Monty, uh, what can we look as the reasons why Carolina should be much improved going into next year? Well, uh, we will have both Mark and Monty on the show here soon, Um, and maybe even Scott Wingo if we can. And opening day around here is going to be a ton of fun, uh, just Mm -hmm. so you know. Uh, But uh, we'll we'll release that later. Um, Well, first of all, the the pitching staff is, is, is good. 
uh, it, it's pretty good. Matter of fact, um, somebody somebody that I, I know quite well spent some time with Coach Tanner uh, not too long ago, and, and he's been kind of hanging around, seeing what those guys look like as well. And, and say what you want about Coach Tanner, but he's got an eye and a sixth, seventh, and eighth sense for baseball. And he'll tell you quickly, this staff is really, really, really good. It's really going to be – more along the lines of finding roles early. Uh, they, I think they feel, and we'll, we'll let Coach Kingston kind of, you know, spill the beans on that. I think they feel pretty good about their entire weekend rotation, Phil. I think that um, we all know that, you know, Will Sanders is going to start, Noah Hall is going to start. It's more along the lines of figuring out who's going to be in there on Sunday. I think they've got a pretty good idea of who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. But if you if you go back and, you know, this isn't always the case everywhere, but it has been the case in South Carolina, especially in the last 25 years. The best teams here have a setup man and they have a closer. I mean, that's it. It just is what it is. And when they won the national championships, every time they've been to Omaha, they had somebody who could come in and shut it down. And um, and so I know they're really looking for that. And, and you know, one of the big bugaboos, stub your toe type moments, bang your head against the wall if you're a fan for the last couple of seasons, and in particular last year, was the midweek losses. You you, you can't lose midweek games. No, um, you know you're you're going to. It's going to happen. You're you're going to get beat sometimes by a team you shouldn't get beat by. That's that's baseball. Um, you know why is that? Uh, there's a million reasons, but I mean when you're in the SEC and then you know somebody throws out a guy who's who's barely hitting 84 on a Tuesday night and it's cold and rainy. And and in your way out in front of everything, you're used to seeing 95, you know, and then something strange happens, you lose. Um, you know, those things happen. It's not just South Carolina. It happens all over the nation. All you got to do is watch the Tuesday and Wednesday scores at D1Baseball.com. You'll see it. Not giving an excuse, but I'm saying it happens. What can't happen is to have that happen a lot. <laughs> right? Yeah, right. So, yeah, it's the frequency that's bad. <laughs> yeah. You know, you drop one, you drop two, you drop three. All right. You know, you're dropping seven and eight. Yeah, that ain't good. Um, so, you know, they got to clean that up. And and then, you know, from an offensive standpoint, I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to to lie to everybody and tell you that I know exactly what they're going to do offensively. I don't. I, I can't wait to hear from these guys, um, you know, what they're thinking. Here's what I do know. Um, that they have guys that can do a lot of things offensively. I, I think they're pretty excited about the fact that they can they can kind of beat you in a couple of different ways. It's not going to kind of revert back to two or three years ago. Phil, remember they were kind of playing long ball with everything, and yes, yeah, mm-hmm. just really didn't work. And then they kind of shifted their approach, and it was kind of a transition phase. You know, last year, you know, you you just didn't really know what you were getting there. They do have guys that can hit the ball out of the yard, um, but then they also have guys that that, that can, can go up there and um, and put together really good at bats. And, um, and, and that's, that's the name of the game in the SEC. You know, you, you got to be able to put together good at bats. And, um, so I, I think they have a chance to, to get going. I'll, I'll say this and then we'll, I know we got to get to a break in just a second here. Um, the, the non-conference schedule this year is, 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 uh, I, I would call it fairly light, um, you know, you, you want to be careful because some of these teams, you get a lot of these Northeastern teams, and remember, there's snow on the ground. So they can't go outside and just, you know, take BP every day. So they, right. they have a lot of practice inside. But you know who, who can always always work out? Pitchers. 
Uh, yeah. So you, know, you 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 can pitch inside, Phil. You only need sixty feet, you know. So yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's it. And somebody to catch the ball. Yeah. Yep. And, and and so you'll see that from time to time. You'll you'll see a team that you never heard of, a Saint Peter's or something, that'll show up, and and they go down to the to Gainesville, or they go to LSU, or they come to South Carolina, and they they win on Friday night, and you're going, what what happened? Well, what you didn't realize is they had a guy staying on the mound, humping 95 with a freaking 9-3 slider that falls off the face of the earth, and there's no video. There's nothing on this guy. You know, you've never seen him before. Yeah, you lost 2-1. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. It happens. So, um, you know, so – but but they have a very attainable um, um, non-conference schedule to kind of get the, the season rolling along, and I think that if they can really get some confidence in that – um, they're they're going to be okay. I Man, I tell you what, if you win, if you go fourteen and sixteen, that's a really good year in this year's SEC. If you win fifteen or more, you've had an excellent year. And yeah. I'd venture a guess if you win fifteen or more, you probably won plenty of non conference games. You were well into the tournament. Um, if you go five hundred and at fourteen and sixteen, you're probably well into it there as well. So mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll we'll see. But um, I'm really excited about King Cup baseball this year. It's time to it's time to return to glory, Phil. And, uh, yeah. yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, we just, we were, we've been left wanting here for the past few years and, um, yeah, I'm glad to hear that it's not, you know, all the long ball game, you know, cause chicks did long ball. Yeah, we get it. But, uh, I don't know. It's just not, not, not my favorite brand of baseball, right? JB. It's like, I, you know, I remember coach Tanner and those winning years and, and how he would do things. And it's, you know, it just seems like a smarter brand of ball, right? It's like just solid hitting, get up there, slap it around a little bit, get on base, and just keep moving the guys across home plate. You know, yeah. so you don't have to do it all at once. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, play. Um, I, I, it's pretty simple. Uh, just play good baseball. Just you play know? good baseball. That's right. Solid. Play good baseball. How about that. <laughs> All right, it's eleven forty-three here. I, I, I'm seeing some some good stuff over here because I've been rambling on with baseball and um, and, and uh, Sonny's got something I want to get to. We got some some food stuff now that we've opened that can of worms. Uh, Quantrell asked about Michael Braswell. We'll certainly get to that and um, and a couple of other a couple of other neat comments. Neat to see all of you today here in the Nana Sports chat box. It's eleven forty-five. It's past time for a timeout, so we'll hit that and we'll be right back. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. Oh, easy. He's got a tiger by the tail, he has. He better hang on, too. People have spoken. Nana's Porch was voted the third best food truck or trailer by the Charlotte newspaper public poll. Also, their pimento cheese mm, took third in a contest. Exclusively for products made in the state of North Carolina. I will let Noah Hall tell you about the rest. Nana's Porch, Southern Cuisine, with an uptown twist. Cock Nation, do you need a place to stay for the big game? Many hotel booking engines keep all the commissions, but at Fan Plans, you support inside the Gamecocks, still earn your hotel loyalty points, 
and you receive an email with direct confirmation from the hotel. Whether you are visiting Columbia to cheer on Carolina or hitting the road to follow the team, get in the stands with fan plans. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Uh, this is Coach O. Now back to the show. Go Tigers in the soul. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. The show is presented to you by Express Sunrooms in Columbia. Give John and his team a call, 803-446-4662, to talk about a no-obligation consultation, about a potential outdoor retreat for your backyard. And, of course, Cindy Searfoss brings you the first hour of the show here in the upstate, residential real estate, 864-414-5271. Cindy will be happy to help you sell or buy a home if you're thinking about moving up here into the orange fog. And if you're moving into uh, the garnet of the low country, I'd be happy to sell you one. So uh, that's right. That's right. Keep us in mind. Keep us in mind. Uh, a quick, quick shout out to my man. Everybody. It should be everybody's man. Mr. Patrick Davis, one of the finest humans on earth. Uh, he is set to release new music later on this year. He is uh, coming to Charleston in March, and he's going to be all over the place. Uh, we will have him on here soon. You'll see him a lot. Um, at least I hope Phil and JC will let us have him on a lot. He's one of the neatest guests, but he's oh, just yeah. a, Patrick, always welcome. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he's the best man. He his wedding in October was the most beautiful wedding I've ever ever been to. Uh, it was so cool, and um, and uh, so look forward to having him. So head to his website if you want some really cool apparel. And by the way, it's excellent quality. Like it's. The best quality hat I've ever bought, ever. Um, so, so make sure you, you you check it out. All right, we got a lot of folks in here uh, agreeing with me that Fleet is uh, Fleet Landing's incredible. For those that are just joining in, and you go, what the? I'm I'm taking my my bride on a on a little date tonight, and uh, it's where it's our favorite place. Well, it's my favorite place to go to in Charleston because I like to sit out on Charleston Harbor, and uh, they have the best calamari ever. But I do see some. Uh, some some references to another low country coastal establishment phil have you ever been to the hot fish club in merle's inlet no i have never you know i've been to plenty of merle's inlet places but never the hot fish club hmm. i'm sure all those that have already mentioned it here i know gray has said it and a couple of other people they're they're going to be frustrated with you because uh it is it's not only is the food good but it's just a good time. Like oh, you, well. you could go at seven o'clock and have fun. You can go at five o'clock in the afternoon and have fun, or you could be there well in the evening and having a <laughs> matter of fact, Mike, Michael Flint and I we, we made it out, but barely. Barely, right. that's right. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's we're all it's for been a, a long good time. time. Ago. <laughs> okay. well, that was uh, Jamie says. Um, and uh, a hat tip uh, to uh, some of the, some of the greatest baseball coaches ever in this state uh, the, at the Citadel. As a matter of fact, Chow Port, Freddie Jordan, 
and Tom Hatley, he says uh, their baseball is so underrated. And uh, and you're right, but I mean the game's changed. You know the game's changed. It, it's not like it was. And you know I know I know Citadel guys real well. As a matter of fact, I was on the phone for 20 minutes this morning with Blake Cooper, and he's the pitching coach there. I mean they have to do some different things just because of the talent that they can. You know it, it's difficult sometimes to recruit there. I, I know that. Uh, uh, Jamie Churchill knows that, but um, in South Carolina, you, you, yeah, you got to be able to do that. But oh boy, you got to, you got to, you got to be able to, you got to be able to swing it too. You got to be able to hit the ball. You have to have a team that is capable of hitting the three-run homer, but you don't need to live and die by it. Does that make sense? No, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, it's we watch eras worth of baseball that you know didn't live and die. Yeah. by the, you know, three-run homer or the yeah. single shot, you know. And I agree, you know, Coach Tanner, the single shot is a, it's a it's a momentum killer. I mean, you know, because it's just – it's abrupt, right? Well, and there's nobody on. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it's, it's a momentum killer unless you hit five in a row. Well, yeah, unless you can string them all together. Yeah, I mean, you know, but – because I, mean, I remember when they hit the highest bats, it's still hot. It's still hard to put that together, even if you got you know guys who yeah. can hit in the four and five hole, you know, from one to nine. <laughs> they're yeah. not going to do it every time. Well, it's I, I think that the um, I think the solo shot. I, I think that that term, and I, I know Coach Tanner said it, but uh, but I would disagree with him a little bit because I think that that term gets a little stretched. You know, if you lead off the game with a solo blast, that's not a bad yeah. feeling to have. Um, you know, if you if you're up two to one and you get a guy that steps up and makes it three to one, that's all right, that's okay with me. You know, you got another run on the board. Um, but but you know, with that said, you know, yeah, certainly uh if you can't do anything else on offense and all you do is hit solo home runs, that's it's more than a rally killer, it's kind of a team killer, you know. Um I agree. I can't stand 17 strikeouts per game. I don't know of anybody in the world that can. No. Uh, that game, that number should be down by, by ten. It wasn't uh, seventeen, but yeah, they you should you should strike out probably you know average seven to nine times a game now. I'd say I'd call it eight. I mean that's just kind of mm. kind of what it is. That's kind of where we are. We got to remember something too, dude. Everybody throws ninety five and ninety six now. I mean it's that's true. Yeah, it's a little different. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. I'm not saying it's okay to strike out. I'm just saying that we have to understand it's more prevalent than it used to be. Yeah. Um, however. Yeah, the, the, you know when you when you got runners on second and nobody out, and and you come up and you you pop up to the infield and the next guy strikes out. That is the frustrating stuff. It's like you got a runner on second with a leadoff double and there's nobody out. You know your at bat should change as the count changes. I mean, if you're two zero, you're sitting dead red. If you're o two, you need to protect and put the ball in play and try to move him. So you know, but we could do this all day. Um, yeah. <laughs> Clint, uh, I see Clint's question. My eyes, JB, you're the baseball guy. My eyes tell me that Braswell needs to shorten his swing. Am I wrong? Clint, I don't know the answer to that question because I have not seen Michael Braswell hit since last season. Um, you know, certainly last year as a young guy, you know, he had some things to figure out. Um, I'm not, I will never sit up here and tell you something that I don't know. And, um, and, and I, I know that they have been working with him a lot. He's got a ton of talent. He's a good kid. Um, what does he look like? I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, if you're referencing last year, I think you needed to learn how to hit at this level, um, which probably had a little bit to do with that. And um, so we'll kind of see what happens. But I think that they're uh, fully anticipating Michael Braswell being a, a, a stalwart in this offense, and he needs to contribute. He's a, he's a good player. He's got to play. 
Um, let's see. What are we missing over here? Uh, let's see. Oh, Braswell, what defense? Where's he going to play? Quantrill brings it well, up. Well, yeah, yeah. Wimmer, as far as I know, is your shortstop. But, um, yeah. you know, probably at third. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. The Coach Kingston actually isn't any different from from Coach Tanner in how he would he'll he'll use the beginning of the season to kind of try to figure it out a little bit. Um, so we'll see. But looking like third, looking like third, something like that. Um, Saunders says uh, JB give Wild Olives calamari a chance, um, but I promise you. Well, we we just ate at Wild Olive. I love their calamari. It's absolutely outstanding. I, I would say that they're one B. We'll agree on that. I just, I, for whatever it is at Fleet Landing, I, I just, I mean, dude, I literally, like, we have to order, when Carrie and I go there, we have to order two because I'm kind of a jerk. Like, I'll just sit there and I'll just keep eating them. I'm like, oh, did, I'm sorry, did you want did you one? Want some? Like, <laughs> did you? Yeah. I don't even notice. I, I've had seven of them and she hadn't even sat down yet. <laughs> you know, uh. <laughs> you know I, sorry. Um, but Wild Olive on John's Island. I live on John's Island, um, so we know Wild Olive pretty well. It is it is excellent. Jan says Lee's Inlet Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Lee's Inlet uh, Kitchen is legit. That's where I go when I'm in Merle's Inlet. That's uh, oh. that's yeah, typically where we end up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Merle's Inlet has. Uh, I, and guys, I, it's already happened here. So don't do it to Merle's Inlet. Don't don't blow the doors off this place. To where we can't even move around on the roads anymore. Oh, you know, gosh, like, yeah. there's a lot of people that they think that, well, they just need to go to Charleston or Beaufort or Hilton Head. Of course, that's where a lot of the Yankees really go. Or Myrtle Beach. Oh, they got, you know. And they, and they, they fly right by Myrtle's Inlet and they, oh, there's a place called Myrtle's Inlet. But they don't know anything about it. Don't tell them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's just a sign that peels off. It looks like it goes to nothing. So, yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't let the cat don't out of the bag. Clint says turn it into uh, Shim Creek, and you'd never be able to sit down and eat. You'd be waiting for two and a half hours. <laughs> Just I, glad you can get drinks. Walk around on the water. <laughs> well, you know, when when I was when I was a little boy, we my my, uh, my my parents spent a lot of time at uh, at two places in Mount Pleasant Sports, which was owned by Bobby Harton at the time. My dad, matter of fact, I. I think they had a bed for him somewhere there. And um, and my mom spent a ton of time at Shim Creek Bar and Grill. The Avengers were were great friends of hers. And um, so, you know, I spent a lot of time on Shim Creek long before Shim Creek turned into what it is. You know, right. now we don't even go there anymore. It's just, uh, it's not what it was. Yeah. But w I will say this, um, you know, there, there are, you know, there are good places to eat over there. And, and, uh, my uh, great friend, the Charleston Crab House, the place that for a long time has gotten hit on because like they they haven't had the best freshest seafood, and they have uh, really been changing that. They're getting local shrimp out of a place called Cherry Point for anybody that knows where that is. Um, and uh, so they've got they are in the old Shim Creek Bar and Grill on Shim Creek now, and um, so they've really updated their experience and they've really begun to kind of change their food and get as much local as they can and. And so we, we we'll be spending some time over there and stuff too, which I'm I'm really happy about. By the way, Gamecock owned now as well, Charleston Crab House locations. Gamecock yeah, owned. There you go. All How about right. that? So we we'll give them a uh, give them a shout out. Quantra, all this food talks make you want to drive to Charleston to Pugin's Porch and get the chicken and waffles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I'm going to be 400 pounds by the end of the weekend. Joey says, I miss Bowens Island. Love going there back when I lived on James Island. Not much seafood up here in Kentucky. Yeah, probably not. Ooh, um, yeah, how do you advertise fresh in Kentucky? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Jamie, I'm telling you, Crosby's Food Truck on Folly Road is the best seafood and prices are amazing. Great view, view and ice cold beer. So, Jay, I haven't been there yet. I know I have heard it. Uh, I have well, I mean, I've eaten plenty of seafood from Crosby's, but I haven't actually ordered from the food truck. So hmm. you've given me a, a plan. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. All right, cool. Um, I missed one. Uh, what happened, man? It's like what happened to Edisto. The secret has been out for a while. I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, Big Wash Fort Dorchester uh, has uh, has has decided to uh, maintain status with Coach LaPrade. He will stay on. Um, he will not be the athletics director. They do have an interim. I think it's the assistant AD for the uh, district, and they'll be working to find a new AD, but he will stay on as the football coach. That whole thing, by the way, if, if anybody actually knows the story there, it's kind of ridiculous. I mean – it's ridiculous. Uh, there's there's no reason that that should have gone into what it went into. Steve LaPrade did not <laughs> deserve that. I mean, basically, he, he went off on his team because they were transferring. Does anybody, does anybody think that high school kids should just be up and leaving and transferring all over the place? I grew up I, – I was in love with my high school. I wanted to beat the crap out of everybody we played. These kids don't care about that anymore. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think, there's, I, that loyalty really doesn't exist with a lot of these high school kids anymore. I no, wonder how much of that is like uh, I know here in Greenville, a lot of the the schools have you know reclassified into uh, you know different tiers, you know different uh, population sizes. So uh, yeah. you know some of the more traditional rivalries don't necessarily happen anymore. But um, I, I don't even I don't see it. I don't know. Maybe it, the transients in the population here, which I can attest to, is very strong. Seeing as that my wife is a high school teacher here in Greenville. So a lot of these kids move around a lot. So yeah. maybe that's, you know, one of the reasons it doesn't have that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it just it sucks, to be honest with you. I could have never imagined transferring from Wando to, like, Stratford. Like, what? <laughs> no way. Back then, I hated Smoke. He's one of my best friends now, but I hated that son of a you-know-what when we played against each other. Like, we were brutal rivals. We didn't like each other, but we do now. All right, uh, it is the end of hour one. We are awaiting word from the Upstate. That's right. Francio Bennett is set to make his announcement public on where he will be attending college so we will get well into that when we return right here on inside the gamecocks the show from the sinorama studio electric bikes of charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels the home of oventon velotric magnum bikes and more they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer handle the heat better but still get great exercise bikes are available for all ages and sizes visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in mount pleasant if you're in the low country electric bikes of charleston powering inside the gamecocks the show the real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago rates supply demand 
all of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your Low Country real estate broadcaster. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter, at Mayor Taylor, and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. <laughs> You're tuned into Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Sideline and picked off. Brad Edwards will get a convoy. Touchdown, South Carolina. Chicken's got a racial spurs, spurs, spurs. You ain't just a bird, bird, bird. You're top of the coop, star of the show. You're a rooster who was born to crow. Well, I bet you wonder when, when you win or lost a step or two. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. Mr. Bennett is extremely prompt. (laughs) 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 And hit it right at noon. He will be a South Carolina Gamecock. We're assuming that nothing changes between now and the time that he signs, hopefully early and enrolls early. Uh, because our wide receiver room, I would imagine, is still going to look a little bit thin after this season, JB. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, this is something that has uh, been expected for a while. Welcome back, hour two uh, of the program uh, here. Mazio Bennett now is officially in the fold. Um, I think I can, I think I can say this. If JC yells at me, then fine, he yells at me. But I'm pretty sure it's okay uh, for for me to say this. Um, that uh, he was last week's welcome home for the 24 class. And um, so he is now publicly in the fold for South Carolina football, another outstanding talent uh, coming home to Columbia. Uh, Real quick here, inside the Gamecocks, the show is powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston, and they offer the most fun that you'll ever have on two wheels. I said that, and that's true. Aventon Bikes. I think if Michelle is watching or listening, She's probably ready to roll my head off my shoulders because I continuously say it wrong. All I know is they're sweet. But up right. in bikes, Aventon bikes uh, at uh, Electric Bikes of Charleston or outstanding. ElectricBikesCharleston.com is where you can actually find them. Up, how about this? Up to 28 miles an hour. But that's not the only thing they have. They have Magnum. They have Elotric. Um, and uh, they have pedal assist, which is something that I would certainly need if I was going to be out riding around for 20, 25 miles and then turn around and said, oh, my God, I've got to get home. Uh, <laughs> luckily, this thing goes 60 miles and we can cl- <laughs> click in the throttle here and just cruise on back to the house. But uh, you can find all that at Electric Bikes of Charleston. They power inside the Gamecocks, the show, and they are also Gamecock own it, uh, uh, alumni and Gamecock owned. So we're, we're thrilled to uh, be partnered with those guys. And uh, all over the state as well, not just here in the low country. They'll service you wherever you are. They'll sell to you wherever you are. Uh, Shane Bieber can sell it too, Phil, and he has. Uh, Mazio Bennett, a guy who um, 
is really good. And he committed. I, I, I think the I think what is important here is from all right, from a fan standpoint. Okay. Um the, the general consensus was that he committed to Tennessee because he simply did not like offensively what was happening in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, they got better as the year went on. They, you know, we, we all know that we're not going to get into the whole story, but you know, basically dumbed down the playbook, sticked with stuck with what worked, worked, finished the year in a flourish, and then, uh, and then you know your offensive coordinator d- decides to, to go to Nebraska. Okay. So whatever your theory on that is as to, you know, was he pushed out the door? What, did he elect to just take that job? Did Shane really want him back? doesn't matter. He's gone. And, um, and now you've got a guy in that people are really excited about and really excited to play for. And now you see a, a, the perfect example publicly, Phil, of a guy who seemingly did not want to play, he wanted to play here, but did not want to play in this offense who now believes in this offense as much as or more than that w- of what he was going to play in at Tennessee, which, by the way, that's a pretty good offense too. No, I mean, think about it. You know, Jamie, uh, you're you're a what? What is he? Probably 16 years old, I guess. Maybe have been at this point. You know, you're a highly touted recruit. You got all kind of big time colleges coming to talk to you. You're a wide receiver, and you know, you're looking at the hypo offense, <laughs> high flying, high scoring, throwing it all over the yard, yeah. and you were looking at the other guy, and you're like. Hmm. Well, I'll only get about a quarter of the opportunity with the way he runs his program than I will the way Hypo runs his, not to mention the speed at which it was run. So, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for making the initial, you know, jump for Tennessee. I, I understood that 100% from, you know, if I were in his shoes, I more than likely would have made the same decision if I didn't, you know, if I hadn't grown up a Gamecock, let's say. So, you know, I, I think that this is a direct reflection of the changing of the guard at uh, offensive coordinator and speaks volumes to Shane Beamer for not giving up. Yep, uh, there's there's no question. And um, I, I see in here, Ryan says uh, he just picked Loggins over Satterfield. Well, he picked Loggins over Satterfield and Heupel. Um, and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty important. And that's, that's for me is the more important one. Cause I mean, Loggins yeah. versus Satterfield and, and, and going out there into the, oh, the upper Midwest there for Nebraska, that's a different situation, but you know, hey, Knoxville's not that far away and Tennessee's a really good school, uh, and a great program. And, and Heupel looks like a fun guy to play for, but nope, yeah, don't get this one. Yeah, I mean, I do disagree with you. If I was going to go somewhere besides South Carolina, I would not go anywhere that wore orange. Um, well, but no, yeah. to, to your point, <laughs> I yeah. wouldn't either. But you know, <laughs> I get it. I get it. Uh, and and Clint and Clint hit the nail on the head too, and that's right where I was going. He picked Step and Beamer as well. I mean, look, yep. Shane is obviously the straw that stirs the drink here. I mean, there's no question about that. Um, but what you're also seeing is is uh, you know this we I mean I. I Interrupt me if it feels like I'm preaching because I I don't want it to, to come off that way at all. But but we live in this here and now world and and you know it's it's like um Phil, I think that, that there are that there are well not think, I know that there are people out there that that see college athletics and their program, whoever it is, Carolina, Clemson, Florida State, whoever it may be, 
through the eyes of their video game. And like, so, you know, they just turn it on and they grab their controller and they sit in their, their chair and, uh, and then they go, they go to dynasty mode and they, and they just, you know, they just build their team and, and then when they, when they play and they, and they get to the end of the fourth quarter and they're losing 35 to 28, they just, they just turn it off and start the game over. Right. Yeah. Just <laughs> right. Play. Three, you yeah. Know? <laughs> oh, you, you, you know what? I, 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 I can't finish this game. I got to finish the dishes. I'll just come, I'll just start it over. You know, they come up with an excuse as to why they're not going to take the L. So, but that's not how it works, right? So we're working with, we're dealing with real people here. And, and when you hire a coach that you don't computer, that you don't generate in a computer and, and they have to actually go out and recruit kids and stuff, it takes time. And, and as we mentioned the other day, I mean, Phil, we're 26 months into the Shane Beamer era and, you know, you, you can make the argument that, um, I mean, he's as far ahead of schedule as anybody that's ever come through this program including coach Spurrier. I mean the 07 class was was really good uh for 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 coach Spurrier, but I I don't know that it had what these classes have overall. Um had talent. Um not sure that they had trenches and stuff like that. So it's, it's just kind of morphing together really well, but at the end of the day I I, I guess my point is this, like it, it 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 was going to take them time and and Shane continued to kind of throw everybody this message of look, we're getting the right people here. Okay, we're gonna be all right. We're we're happy with the people we have in this building. And now every time somebody commits, you, you keep kind of hearing the same thing. I got the best relationships with these guys. That's where I want to go. Yeah, it keeps boiling down to the same thing. It's not like you know. I mean, oh, they're paying me the most money, or have promised me the most money. Um, but you know, here go back to step though, Jamie. Let's think about this. Two of the more maligned coaches on this staff from those who are instant gratification seekers and maybe don't necessarily pay as much attention as everybody else. That's how I'll put it. Uh, are Sterling Lucas and Justin Stepp. Mm -hmm. They can't get the big guys. They can't get the ones we need. You know, this is all that you, they can get three-star talent and we can hope that they've evaluated well and can develop. But um, I'm happy to see Coach Stepp get this. This is good for him. It's good for everybody because I, I had full confidence in him anyway. Uh, I've happened to see him get into cars here in Greenville at the local airport <laughs> while he's doing, you know, running their rounds through the upstate here. And, um, you know, and, and, and knew that it would uh, eventually going to break for him because it's, it's the entire program as a whole to get this elite talent. It's not just one man. I mean, no. one man starts a relationship, but it's a team effort. That's how this is uh, been put together by coach Beamer and you can, I mean, it is glaringly obvious now that they have got the right mix going here. Oh boy. That's the understatement of the year. You know, they, <laughs> I mean, they're, this is, uh, this is, and, and, and you know, what's funny about this, like we're in February. Okay. Revert back to last year. Does everybody remember what the last two, uh, summers have been like under Shane Beamer? Y'all remember what June is generally like around here? It it's a it's a flurry. Like you're looking mm -hmm. around and you're getting welcome home, welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. I mean, they're happening daily, twice a day, three times a day. They they have all their camps. 
These kids, you know, they do a lot of prep work before they get these kids to school. They know what buttons to push while they're here. They see a ton of players. And then June, the last couple of years, I don't know what the number is. We, we could go back and look it up. But they have signed a boatload of kids in the summer. And now you're going to go into the summer this year with a boatload of kids, and they're all really damn good. Yep. So <laughs> you're going to – you can see – and there we also we don't know what we don't know, right? So you can see a lot going on here. Now let's let's all put this in perspective, Phil. There are also there are other teams that also recruit. Yeah, uh, that's what happens. You know, all these other teams out there that they're going to recruit kids too. Um, so I'm not going to get too jacked up with recruiting rankings and where they are and this, that, and the other um, because you're going to look up and Alabama's going to have 11 of these guys. You're going to have seven, or I don't know. Boston College is going to have 10, and you're going to have seven, and, and they're going to, well, how's Boston College ranked higher than us? Well, because they have 13 players committed, and, then you know, they have seven. Look at the that's quality a of the early. players. Right, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we haven't hit the allotment of scholarships yet, so calm down. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> well, and, and and like Clint just said here in the Nanosports chat box, by the way, if you got anything to say, pass it along, and Phil will make you famous. Um, You know, Clint just said the summer cookout this year should be interesting. I and let me add. Let me add on to because he's right. Let me add on to this, Phil. You're also going to have all these events going on on campus now, like all your camps and your cookouts and your, you know, your video game days, all this other crap they come up with. And 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 the dudes that are going to be there, like the dude dudes, they're all going to be committed. And yeah, that's you, right. you you see what these guys are doing now. You watch them on social media, how they interact, how they kind of recruit for each other. What do you think that's going to be like? Yes, it goes back to relationship building. It's like here, you know, like Beamer and these coaches, they're getting them together for these camps. They're putting them together for the cookout. It was like, just get these guys intermingling and, you know, building relationships between each other. And uh, we are seeing the fruits of all that labor. I think it's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it really is a, uh, a, a clinic on how to put together a team. I just had a thought. I saw somebody here say something about Nick Harbor. Uh, Garrett says, crazy that Nick is going to play receiver and step wasn't even one of his, his main recruiters. I started thinking about these event and bikes. I want to get on one of those things and just put it into max pedal assist mode where you're going 28 miles an hour and just go next to Harbor and see who wins like a, I don't know, hundred meters or something. Think he would beat one of those suckers. <laughs> how much juice i mean i mean how much battery power you got left <laughs> i've got like i'm on a bike with a motor on it it's going almost 30 miles an hour and this dude just ran right by me just got keeping up to passing you yeah <laughs> that would be michelle we need to get with michelle and figure out how we can work this out we need to no get doubt. one of these bikes to uh one of these bikes, Columbia. If anybody has an electric bike, they need to they need to send us a picture on it so we can so we can see it. Especially if you've got an Aventon or a Magnum or um, uh, Velotric, one of those. And but we need to get with Michelle and see what she can do to get some to the facility. And let's see how fat if you can outrun one of these things. <laughs> Not you, but like you know. Uh, Little, what about Lil Turbo, the guy that came in from yeah, Columbia? That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Hey, mm -hmm. when, when Lil Turbo gets out there and runs against Nick Harbor, he's going to be like, damn. 
<laughs> Wait, if I'm turbo, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's what's crazy. I mean, you know, six five. <laughs> you're outrunning a little five nine, five ten. You know, speedster, and it's like, what? This isn't even fair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, little turbo it. and and daddy turbo. I thought one of the more telling things about the whole Nick Harbor thing, when you look back on it, and I finally did get to finish uh, Coach Fry's press conference, but one of the things he said early was, um, we only talked to him once via Zoom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so while we were all kind of kept in the dark about the entire Harbor process, I mean, nobody, I think, really knew what was going on outside of Nick and his family and, you know, those who had direct contact with him. Um you know, you were thinking, well, maybe we're making a big push on both fronts. And, you know, Coach Fry is with Beamer and all of that. Nope, not to find out. It's football. That was, a, you know, and that's a business decision, I think. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately, eh, long term. Uh, uh, by the way, with the uh, now commitment of Mazio Bennett, it has been updated. The uh, latest 24 7 composite ranking has the Gamecocks at sixth in the country. Uh, they had slipped back to 11th. They are now at sixth in the nation uh, with the Bennett commitment there. So a pretty good start, uh, certainly, to the, uh, the the 2024 class. And and also, Phil, you know, you're talking about, um, you know, within the last week here, you're talking about a combined uh, three wide receivers that have uh, committed or signed to South Carolina football. Yep, yep. And then that's uh... – you know, when we were all worried, you know, I guess last year we were rolling the dice on these, you know, transfers and, you know, who knows if this guy from James Madison, I mean, what's who's what's James Madison? <laughs> you know, that one turned out all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's and that's the other out. the other side of this. I mean, it's not just recruiting the star players. It's making correct evals. And I mean, if, if we look at the youth and inexperience we started this year, this past year with on defense. Uh, and, you know, finding guys like Juice Wells, uh, you know, you you cannot say that this coaching staff is not evaluating talent well. Oh, it's, it's just been outstanding. It really has. And and I think you might have a shot at seeing another one of those guys in Eddie Lewis, the kid uh, who yep. has um, signed as a transfer from Memphis as well. So certainly don't want to forget about that. All right, it's, uh, it's about time for a timeout. It's 12-19 here on this pretty – pretty gloomy looking Friday afternoon, at least where I am. I hope the rest of you are seeing some type of sunshine. Uh, they say meteorologist Rob Fowler, my, my, my man, uh, <laughs> you know, I've had to send him a text multiple times in the past saying, Robbie, you, you, you just weren't right last night. Um, so we need to get this stuff figured out here, but, uh, he says the good news is coming sometime around three o'clock today. So hopefully some sun is out. The sun is out of the Gamecock program. There's no doubt about that. Uh, because Mazio Bennett is publicly now committed uh, to South Carolina. And because of that, maybe maybe his parents will go ahead and paint themselves a Gamecock room, and they can do it by hiring a couple of painters right here in South Carolina because they service the whole state. If you live in Georgia, guess what? They service you too. They're licensed. They're insured. They'll stain. They'll paint. It could be indoors. It could be outdoors. It could be your deck. It could be your fence could be your Gamecock room that you're going to order. By the way, I've got a new projector. So, like, you could order a projector. My mother-in-law gave it to me. Do the projector screen where it comes out of the ceiling. You watch your games in there. You build a bar. So, have a couple of painters show up. 
they do this wall garnet, they do this wall black, they do this wall white. Maybe they paint the bar for you while they're there. They are unbelievable. Since 2016, you see the logo if you're watching. It's on the screen. Look at the helmet. Isn't that cool? I mean, amazing, amazing, amazing at what they do. They will go all over the state of South Carolina, all over the state of Georgia, and uh, make sure that you contact those guys at 803-522-6832, and they will they'll give you a quote. They'll text you a quote if you send them photos. And you can find them on Facebook, too. Follow them on Facebook. See all their projects that they do. Outstanding. Another business that is Gamecock-owned. Gamecock Isn't that cool? Uh, matter of fact, uh, Tristan, I think I've seen in the chat box today. So if you got a painting question, you need something paint. Everybody always asks that question. How many times have you done it, Phil? Hey, does anybody know a good painter? Does anybody know a painter? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I had two people in my neighborhood this week ask that question. I gave them his card. Uh, hopefully, they'll call. Uh, so if you know somebody that needs a quote, that's who you want to. That's who you want to talk to, and you can certainly use the Nana Sports chat box to to ask Tristan of, uh, any painting questions you may have. Let's keep the quotes out of the the public eye, but uh, the painting questions have at it. We'll take your questions and more though on the other side of this break, right here on Inside Game Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blend. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Freshman All-American, Nicky Warrior of the Carolina Gamecocks, 
and you are listening to The Show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. JC taking a personal day here for a funeral, so keep uh, keep our friend group in your thoughts and prayers today. It's uh, it's been rough when my wife's there. It's just been this was a uh, out of the ordinary uh, situation. So hopefully everything will uh, will heal. Time heals all wounds, right? So we'll get there. But uh, JB and I are still here with you. Phil Mullinax here. And Jamie Bradford, second hour of the show, rolling along, just picked up a commitment from Greenville High School, hashtag, yeah, that Greenville, the one right down the street from (laughs) the Orange University, Mazio Bennett, 2024 commit, Uh, hopefully this is a a sign of good things to come, because there's a some more players there for 2024 that Beamer's trying to get his hands on. I think it's very reasonable that we'll have a good shot at doing that. But just remember 2024, the recruiting process does not stop with these kids. Other schools are still going to contact them. They're still going to be, you know, making, maintaining their relationships to a certain uh, extent. And uh, we just uh, hope that we can hold on. I, I don't have a, a serious doubt that we won't be able to, but you know, Hey, it's not over yet. Right, Jamie? No, it's not. Um, and it kind of flows into that conversation that we had yesterday about what, uh, Dabo Sweeney had said about maybe moving up the, this, you know, at least creating a signing period in August. Um, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I think coach Spurrier said this one time, why not just let them sign whenever they want to sign? I mean, if it, <laughs> What if Mazio committed today and he says, well, I'm just, go ahead and sign. Okay. Well, then it's done. They can't recruit you anymore. It's over. Um, no. So, I don't know. That's for it's for another day. I, I The 23 class, including transfers, and now the 24 class, because four out of five are offensive players in the 24 class, I think that's 25 offensive players that are signed, sealed, well, signed and sealed in 23 and now – uh, committed in 24. So they've really been focused on a lot of the offensive side of the football. The the 22 class was more defensive heavy in numbers now, in numbers. Um, and that certainly doesn't mean that the 24 class won't have plenty of defensive guys in it. But so, Phil, if you've got five, and let's just say for giggles here that your next two are in-state offensive linemen, that would mean that that would mean that six of your seven first six of your first seven commitments in the twenty four class would be offensive football players. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and still continuing with the uh, trend of trenches. <laughs> yeah. Know, I mean, yeah. it's uh you know working building it from the inside out. Uh, I think that's extremely important because if you can't move the ball and you can't stop the ball, you're not gonna you're not gonna win very many football games. Well, that's a that's a, you know that's a pretty good point. That's you know, that's well, like, you know, you know Captain right? Obvious over here. Uh, <laughs> that's my my expert analysis. <laughs> Dynamite drop in money. That broadcasting right. school's really paying off for you. Yeah, uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and and Perry Orth kind of made that point. If anybody missed that, Perry Orth joined us at the top of the program for about twenty minutes today, so you can. 
uh, go back and check that out. Um, and we will get him back in pretty soon. Perry is uh, always pretty willing to, to come be a part of fun stuff like this. So, But he, he kind of mentioned that as well. And I think part of, you know, some of what we talked about with him, Phil, was, you know, he, he mentioned back when, you know, Carolina was beating Clemson every year. And, um, you know, what, why, what, what, what were the reasons behind that? Well, I mean, I can tell you what the reasons were. Carolina was better than they were both on both lines of scrimmage, offensive line and defensive line. And uh, Clemson had a bunch of elite, uh, they had good players up there, but they had a bunch of elite, um, they had a bunch of elite skill guys, had a really good quarterback. Carolina, of course, you know, had a pretty good quarterback too. Um, and, but then it when it flipped was when Clemson had elite play on both lines of scrimmage and they had elite quarterbacks, of course. Um, and so with Deshaun and then with, with, with Trevor Lawrence, right? So uh, that was kind of my question to him was, well, do, do you see any parallels here? Because I, I would say that Spencer Rattler uh, certainly has a chance to be elite. Um, I think last year, Phil, he went from average to good to pretty good to, oh, my God. Uh, this is, he's alive. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, well, I think he played as well as he could, I think, for some of the circumstances. Not saying that he was perfect outside of, you know, scheme and, and play calls, but uh, I mean, because there were, I'm sure, you know, plenty of throws I know Spencer would want to have back, but, um, you know, he did as well as he could. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think this year the expectation is, is that he should be just really damn good. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, and, and so that's kind of, you know, where I'm, where I was kind of leading with that with Perry was, you know, you feel like right now Carolina's done outstanding work in the trenches. You know, how soon are we going to see that? You know, I'd say, you know, give it some time, but, um, but, but they've done outstanding work there. You've got a really good quarterback and then you feel like you've, you feel like you've got some really dang good quarterbacks behind Spencer Rattler as well that are. They're just kind of waiting their time. They're not hopefully going to be forced into playing. They just they get to develop and then step in. Kind of how it works generally at places like Georgia and Alabama. You know, it's like, oh, well, I guess it's time for me to play. Okay, let me go in there and throw for 4,000 yards, and we'll go win 12 games. Um, with all that said, let me ask you a question. I'm interested to know your answer on this because you, you're pretty good with uh, – you're pretty good with this stuff. I, I think I mentioned yesterday or the day before um, that Spencer Rattler had a chance to be the best quarterback in the league, right? Yeah. Do you is there is there a school in the SEC where if he transferred, you'd say he's not he is before having an open competition, okay? Is there any school in the SEC if he transferred, you would look at him and say he is not going to be the starting quarterback there? No, no, I doubt it. No, I, you know, no. And LSU might be uh, the only one where you would say there's going to be a competition. But beyond that, I mean, I think anybody in the league takes him. Period. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, to, to to put him out there, game one. Right. I, I, my first thoughts were certainly LSU, uh, certainly Tennessee, and obviously Georgia, obviously Alabama. You know, uh, the rest of these – I mean, you got, got to love being a quarterback in Lane Kiffin's offense. God bless and RIP Mike Leach. Um, if you're – if you you know, the Rodgers kid returns. Don't know what the offense will look like, clearly. You know, Mike Leach is gone. 
But I'm just talking about Spencer Rattler, the person, the player, the human. If he called any school in this league and said, I, I'm interested in transferring there, not one of them would say, we don't have room. Not one. Yeah, yeah you, don't, you don't not take that phone call. Right. <laughs> and I don't know that there's any school that is planning to start whoever they're planning to start that's going to roll a guy out there and say, Rattler does not have a chance to beat this guy, whoever mm-hmm. it is. I don't think no, I mean, you, yeah, you put him up against, uh, I mean, uh, uh, right now, preseason, and, and, you know, I'm not looking at this through garnet glasses. Uh, you, I think you've got the best quarterback in the East. Right. It, I agree. And and that's kind of, you know, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of part of this waterfall conversation I'm, I'm kind of trying to have here because I think you, you have, I think you have that. Uh, does he play like that? You know, I hope he does. Um, but we're making the argument that you could have the best quarterback in the league. And then if you kind of, if it, if it works out, right, like, and let's say he's not, but let's say he's one of the top two or three, you all of a sudden look around and, you know, that's when a guy like Nick Harbor, like a guy like Nick Harbor, who's going to have to learn to play football at this level. Okay. Like he's, He's going to play. You can't keep him on the sideline. You have to put him in the game. But having a guy named Spencer Rattler out there to kind of help direct you on where to go and throwing the football and like you you got a chance to see dudes be dudes like Eddie Lewis. We already know about Juice Wells, all these tight ends. Like I, I, I think that there's a, a lot of the fam- and I'll blame him because I, ha- I haven't seen him either. There's a lot of people that haven't seen a lot of these guys that are going to be major contributors this year. We continuously go back to it's it's kind of the lazy way of doing it, right? Juice and oh yeah, you know, uh Marion Brown is time, you know, and to carry on. I'm not discrediting any of these guys. I'm just saying these are no names. Xavier Leggett. And there's there's you can throw four or five other names in there now that, that we don't know or aren't sure about. And I, because of Spencer Rattler, you're going to have a chance to be pretty sure about him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's like trying to run an engine with bad spark plugs. <laughs> if one of those yeah. is not right, you know, it's like yeah. you're misfiring this, that, and the other. But hey, if you're running, you know, top performance parts, then you're going to get top performance. So that's what I think we should be able to expect. And that, you know, the skill position players around him, uh, I mean, if he had a team full of, you know, just high school kids playing with Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler doesn't look like Rattler, you know, because he's got to drop the balls and things like that. And you can put it as good and, and, you know, right on them as much as you want to. But um, when you've got the total package, you've got a quarterback that can put the ball on the money. I mean, we've seen this guy make throws that just oh, are impossible. Crazy. I mean, <laughs> his yeah. skill level is just crazy. Uh, and now you've got skill around him that we had some this year and we misused. I'll give, you know, say that about Jaheim Bell, I think was, you know, just <laughs> terribly misused this year. Um, I'm not saying that's why he's not here uh, right now, but now you've got an, an offensive coordinator who is placing an emphasis, at least when it comes to being in front of the podium and, and, you know, apparently inside of people's homes and the recruiting visits that understands that that was an issue and is going to address it and do the right thing. Um, then you, you've got an engine pumping on all cylinders here with 
performance parts and you're going to be able to win some shootouts should you get into one. Absolutely. I want to get into the Nanosports chat box. We'll do that in just a second. We do need to take a quick 30, though. Charleston Fitness Equipment can get you in shape here in the new year. A message from our partner. We're well into the new year and the days of being back in the pool and boat are quickly approaching. Many of us don't have the time to hit the gym, but Charleston Fitness Equipment can change that for you. Outfit your home with a treadmill, elliptical, or my favorite, a home rower that allows you to row with the pros all over the world. They have free weights, home gyms, flooring, and much more that makes keeping or getting in shape much more convenient. Located in Mount Pleasant, visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com for more. Get in shape like our Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. And I'll add, I need to use that rower every day. <laughs> we grew up with a rowing machine, but it wasn't near as fancy as the one Dude. on that picture, man. I tell you what, <laughs> uh, that thing, I that thing is pretty sweet. It's it's, it's got there's like almost five thousand, um, uh, like rowing, uh, not courses, but um, like videos that you can watch, and and they have them from everywhere all over the world even have some like in south carolina like like charleston harbor i don't know if they have like lake joe cassie or something like that but like you literally get out there and you you're just rowing in the lake get just trained cool. up so well you yeah, could go yeah. to usc uh, out there in california without Lori laughlin being your mom yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh poor Lori. Uh, I, a, I was I was so in love with her when I was a young boy. Uh, right, you know. I was in a oh, I do you know ESPN pickums and things like that with a group of buddies and things like that. And I changed my uh, changed my handle that right after that scandal to Joey was the bag man. <laughs> Phil, oh man, one day we just need to do an hour with Phil. And you just uh, how whatever wherever you keep these things, you just keep just roll them out, just pull them out. Uh, yeah, some of them are good. <laughs> I agree with Clay. I lo I love Lori Laughlin. I I Same. Uh, yeah. I mean, what what honestly like what's so different about what she did compared to what's going on in college athletics these days? You know. Well, you see, it wasn't legal then. That's it's all different now. <laughs> now you can these damn athletes. You know. Uh, you know, you just, uh, yeah, never mind. No, I don't know uh, how many, uh, I don't know how many apparel companies are fighting for crew. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure a ton. Um, so I think that Clint has opened up a, a nice can here. Imagine the offense with a stud at running back. And, and I know we hit on some of this yesterday. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm one of the people that actually kind of, kind of likes where this room is. I, you know, if you can sign a big guy, big name guy, you, you do it, and you need you need numbers, right? Um, but you know, the kid from Newberry, they they didn't sign Mario Anderson because they just want to have a guy come in, and take up a scholarship at that position, sit on the bench. Like they they do think he can play, and um, and I've already said what Denny McDaniel, his high school coach, told me. And again, let me say this again too. Because people that might have not heard it go, well, of course his high school coach is going to say something good about him. Yeah, publicly. I wasn't talking to Denny publicly. He would tell me privately. And if he told me that he wasn't worth a damn, I wouldn't tell you he said that. Um, right. <laughs> so, you know, 
Yeah, he's a guy. And then, you know, I, I'm really anxious to see what happens with, with Lavoisier Carroll, Phil. I think he's a – you know, all everything I've gotten from him is that he, he, he's he got a chance. You know, he is talented, but but he, he had um, – I know he had some trouble hanging on to the ball. You can't run the football unless you can, you know, hold on to the ball that you need to run with. And and then I know he had some issues kind of picking up the offense, and who didn't? So I'll be interested to see what happens with him in the spring. He wasn't ready to play, but hopefully he'll be ready to play this year. Um, you know, certainly excited about the freshman, the, the Braswell kid, and, and, um, and then you got Juju back. And I think what we also have found with this staff is that they're not they're not scared at all about utilizing a talented player who is doing something somewhere else at that position. They've done it with Jaheim. They've done it, done it a little bit with Xavier Leggett. They've got some stuff in there for to carry on Joiner. You know that, that there are some creative minds in that building, and I think if they feel like they need to utilize the personnel they have uh, to depth to create depth in the room. I think they'll do it, Phil. Yeah, uh, I think, and, and you know, I, I think we have a bit more confidence that they'll make better decisions on usage moving forward this year. I, I just, you know, because, I mean, you think about it, Jaheim Bell was a running back, if not but for necessity. Um, and I think I think it says a lot about the potential to see Lavoisier Carroll, not just in the spring, but actually get some – live carries by the fact that he's still here oh yeah he could have gone and left and been like yep you know what no mm -mm. (laughs) i'm not gonna have my shot here either you know didn't get it at georgia i'm not gonna get it here south carolina i'm gonna go somewhere where i can play because you can put you know like we brought up i think it was yesterday it was like if you're a running back you can go play you can go do that anywhere put that on tape and make it to the league yeah yep i agree well, they're kind of a dime a dozen anymore, and and it's more about finding the right fit for your style of offense, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, let's 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 go back a couple of years. Let's go back to uh, the twenty twenty season. I know we got to hit, hit a timeout here, but let's go back to the twenty twenty season. You know, I, I I think that a lot of people actually don't actually realize the job that Mike Bobo did as an offensive coordinator. They they had nobody. Like it wasn't good. It was really in shambles. It was really bad, and you know he, he created Shy Smith out of thin air. Everybody in the ballpark knew when the when when they threw the football, they knew where it was going, and he still had a great year. And then this Kevin Harris guy comes along, yeah, and who, yeah, yeah. Who had him winning the Russian title that year? No, nobody. <laughs> in, in, in ten SEC games, right? You know, yeah, that's right. I mean. And it, it and in ten SEC games, he didn't run for eight hundred yards. He ran for thirteen hundred. I mean, it was just unbelievable what was going on. So, like, you, we just don't know. You know, we just don't know. I'm, I'm not saying anybody they have is Kevin Harris. What I am saying is, we didn't know that Kevin Harris was going to be Kevin Harris. So, like, we don't know who's coming. We don't know what's going to happen. So, and I agree with what Clint said again just a minute ago. Um, uh, he he just can't call Anderson quote that guy yet until I see him play. Absolutely. Yeah, that's how I am. I, you need you, completely. Yeah. You can. Yeah, it's I hope I wish more people would be like that. You know, I wish all more people would also be on the other side of it and saying, "Oh, this kid sucks." Well, how do you know? And what do you know about anything? Um so we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Thomas says, "JB, we go to Drunken Jacks and Bovines. They have never been to Bovines actually. I have been to Drunken Jacks, Drunken. 
at Drunken Jack's. Uh, yeah, I've never been to Drunken Jack's. So I have eaten at Bovine. Bovine's is delicious. Yeah, uh, I've been to Drunken yeah, Jack's. Love that. My wife won't go to Drunken Jack's, but oh, I'm not, you know, yeah, they. But they tried oh. to kill her, kill her at one time. I don't know. That's what. Oh, <laughs> she she got, <laughs> she, they got sick after eating there one day. They, were like, they tried to kill me. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh. you know, it was 27 years ago. It probably, <laughs> <laughs> they're still here. So maybe that was a one-off. <laughs> uh, did, didn't, uh, I feel like this is, uh, I feel like this is uh, that, that part of old school. Didn't we lock you in a dumpster? I got out. I got out. Yeah. <laughs> cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheese. Oh, all right. Uh, we do need to hit our uh, final timeout of the afternoon, and then we're headed towards the weekend. I already told you, Phil, what the national days were today. The national days are today. I have not told you what they are tomorrow, and I have not told you what they are on Sunday. And I think I'm going to get a a little bit of a kick out of you on one of these. Oh, nice. I hold on. Hold I'm on, ready. Hold on to your britches. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. And offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more. They sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Daddy, I want you to take me to Disney World. The horror. The horror. Calm down, calm down. JC is here. As y'all know, folks, the family and I have visited Disney World many times, but it can be overwhelming, especially if it's your first time going to the most magical place on Earth. I highly recommend wherethisroadleads.com and my friend Cherie, a certified Disney vacation planner. That's right. The mouse has given her permission to book your family vacation hassle-free. You don't know where to go, don't know where to stay, don't know where to eat, don't know what to do. It can be overwhelming. So get on wherethisroadleads.com and schedule your free consultation right now. She can help you out. The prices are very reasonable. You don't pay any extra fees. Uh, in fact, she's much more reasonable maybe than booking it straight through Disney. So for your next Disney vacation, or, you know, more likely your first, so you don't panic, go to wherethisroadleads.com and talk to Cherie, certified Disney vacation planner, a partner of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey, Mo Cobble here from Carolina Gamecocks. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show with JC and Phil. Welcome back to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, everybody. We got to fix that last spot. It doesn't fade out like it's supposed to. Uh, I did like the music at the end of it, though. That was nice. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with Ryan here. I, JC, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what he's trying to achieve with this commercial <laughs> thing, but uh, I, I... <laughs> the apocalypse now. <laughs> I mean, he started. I, 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 he started explaining it yesterday. I was like, well, "I don't, 
I don't, I still don't get it. And now that I'm like in tune to it, I'm like, this is, I don't think I want to take my children to Disney World. Like, <laughs> if I, if I were Sheree, I'd be like, JC, <laughs> I, I don't get any calls from this spot that you put together. <laughs> I mean, now, no, you know what? I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I, I would, I would rather, I would rather take my kids to south of the border than Disney World after watching that spot <laughs> in the back of like a U-Haul truck. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> what kids? That car's fogged out. You want me to tell you what's going on in it? Yeah, Daddy. <laughs> this is south of, south of the border. It's better than Disney. <laughs> Oh man! Oh my goodness, that's great. Uh, I t- what's funny is even I was like, man, we got to cut the time on that thing. It's too big to load up. I got to do it in a special way. I got to cut everybody's mic when it doesn't just override the microphones. Yeah, and he gives me one, and it was like it's like a hundred megs larger than the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but at least he put something in before the horror. We need to. If we don't get that thing off of here, we're gonna get a cease and desist from Disney World. Like, I know. You know, we are uh matter of fact this might be the best time to take them the more people that can see that spot the less that will go and you won't be standing in line all day that's true so that's true yeah you get be, in there real good i'd have an adverse effect to what we were we were hoping <laughs> so anybody this is generally a family friendly program but if your kids are watching and they no longer want to take that trek to orlando deeply Deeply you're welcome. On behalf of you're, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you, you got it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Cherie's going to be thrilled, but no, you yeah, got I'll, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll spare you sixteen hours round trip in the car and a few thousand yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, here's the good news, Phil. Ryan says I'd rather shower with my dad than go to Disney World right now. Well, Ryan. <laughs> You're in luck because on Sunday, February the 5th, it is National Shower with a Friend Day. Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I'm not sure if there's National Shower with a Parent Day, but you could make them one and the same and have at it, pal. Just, right. you know, I hope the shower is a stand up shower with two shower heads. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the, Hope you're not fighting yeah, for water. Fighter. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and I really hope that you have cold water if you uh, <laughs> catch my drift. It's shrinkage. <laughs> Ryan. Now Ryan says, "All right, I'm out. See you Monday." All right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's good to know that even though JC's not here, we're wrapping Sorry. up the week like we generally do on a crazy silly note. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, this is usually the time when somebody pops in and says, "Yep, it's Friday." Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's delirious. Uh, this, shower you know, with a friend day though okay I, all right I, <laughs> I have not one friend male right, friend right that i would shower with ever aside from my wife 
I, I have I, I have showered with many male friends. That's called a locker room. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's a completely different set of circumstances. But, though. I'm uh, not sure that's the uh, the intent behind the day. Now, here's my thing. Like, what committee or contingent is out here lobbying for shower with a friend day? Um, you know what? There's a description. Uh, here, I'll tell you what. Let's see what this says. On National Shower with a Friend Day on February the 5th is a tongue-in-cheek way of educating people about the benefits of filtered chlorine-free water. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that out of that at all. No, no, it's a uh, swing and a miss. That, uh, <laughs> it, uh, all right. Yeah, I... How to observe shower? How to observe shower with a friend day? Pardon me, while I'm not looking in the camera here, but shower with un, shower with filtered water. Oh, don't we all shower with filtered water? Uh, you know, and uh, learn more about the harmful effects of chlorine and how to filter it. Use oh hashtag shower with a friend day and post it on social media. So hop in the shower with your friend. Oh, 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 wait, this is a whole nother dimension here. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah I'm, I am not going to watch TikTok on Sunday. I mean, yes. <laughs> no, no. I thought five minutes no. watching Emerald make a Rue was bad. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Well, I won't be on social media on Sunday. For all of you who plan to hashtag your showering with your neighbor, I'm out. I'm like Ryan. I'll see you on Monday. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Skip yeah. That one. Um, let's see. Uh, Sunday is also World Nutella Day. If you're a Nutella fan, if you put Nutella on your pancakes or something, it also is National Weather Person's Day. So uh, if you're here in uh, where I'm at, you know, give Robbie and Dave and Bill and those guys a shout out. Appreciate them. And then tomorrow, Phil, is National Play Outside Day, but it's going to be cold as balls in the state of South Carolina. So if you do play outside, maybe wear a jacket. It is National Homemade Soup Day. It is National Thank a Mail Carrier Day. So maybe uh, take a cold brew to your mail carrier as he or she brushes by. And on uh, tomorrow, it is also National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. Hey, now, now we're talking. All right. <laughs> I can handle now that. Yeah, now we're uh, okay. So there you go. There's your days of the week. and um, Oh, I can see it now. We'll have waffles in the morning as if they were, you know, like some sort of uh, one of those fancy funnel cakes, you know, put some yeah. ice cream on there, drizzle all over the chocolate or whatever, whatever you want. Jelly. Oh, there, and, there, and there you go. Marion, mail carrier. Hey. That's right. Marion is a mail carrier. And uh, nice. he, God, God bless him, man. He's the, those, they work so hard, and I'm so thankful. I'm, I've always been one to treat my mail carrier. We, we put candy bars and stuff out there for them with the red flag up, you know. <laughs> All right, you're just, they're just not, they're, man, they're working hard to get your stuff, you know. And when the guy drops off like eight bills, I'm like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. But, uh, do you think they uh, partake of whatever they find in the mailbox according to what it is that they drop off? <laughs> like, what type of mail this person gets is like, you know what? I'm not eating that shit. <laughs> like a, I don't trust that one at all. Yeah, like no, I, yeah, like you know, like a grilled cheese or something. You've, yeah, you know, like an old grilled cheese or. 
you know, a, a candy bar that's the wrapper looks kind of open, but you're not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Or more. Yeah. All right. What do we miss it. today? Because uh, I know we've only got four or five minutes left here, but uh, on the Nana Sports chat box, Phil, have we, have we, have we missed yeah. it? By the way, congratulations to Darius Rush. His uh, draft stock is soaring. Yeah. yeah. Right he now. is putting up some stellar performances at the senior. Woo. Uh, Oh man. Yeah, he's um he he's just killing it. And uh, I'm so excited to see he's a kid. I met his family in twenty one and they could not be nicer. Uh could not be nicer. And uh, so congratulations to this young man and he is going to play in the NFL and I got a feeling he's gonna play for a long time. Another yeah. corner to come out of South Carolina and really show up and show out. So looking forward to that. Um uh, Todd Munkin, by the way, we'll we'll pass this along. He is having, or he is about to have, I believe, his second interview with the Baltimore Ravens. So Georgia oh. could be uh, kind of looking around if they're not already for a new offensive coordinator. So that is something. Uh, it's like similar to Alabama. I, I don't think this late in the game, a coordinator change is really going to hurt them all that much. Although Munkin losing Munkin is going to it's it's going to sting. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I would say, um, I mean, you know, they're 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 going to have so many guys interested, but um, I'll be interested to see, you know, what some of the like like Cliff Kingsbury. I know he's in Taiwan or something right now, or Thailand or Thai <laughs> Thai Thai whatever. With he's some girl, himself. he's yeah. But at some point, time he's going to want to coach again. You know, does he go through the the Nick, Nick Saban School of Rehab, you know, does Dan Mullen go through the Nick Saban School of Rehab? You know, there's these are big names. I don't know. I don't know what happens. We'll figure yeah, who's next? I don't think Mullen would do that. I, I think Mullen likes TV. I, th I think a lot of these guys get into TV and they realize it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, you know, I, who is who's setting themselves up for Lee Corso's job? You know, I don't, I don't know. Is that Pat McAfee? Is Dan Mullen oh trying to make a run on that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we missed this a little while ago. Tevin said the 24 class is starting to look special. Boy, you could say that again. You're, you're, you're mm -hmm. right. Uh, Sonny Swain is going to be, Vakari Swain is going to be interesting. I really hope he plays on offense, but he'll make a great corner. I'm sure. Yeah. Another one of these kids that they can, um, they certainly are going to have a lot of options to figure out what to do with here. John, I missed this, John. I have two electric bikes, JB. My off-roader made for gravel biking and my full-on e-mountain bike. Very different, but both awesome. That's great. I'll yeah. I'll pass that along to Michelle. She'll love to know that there are uh, some e-bikers here in the um, audience. There should be more. I plan to get one soon. Uh, and right. if you want one, um, you certainly can do the same as well. Electric Bikes in Charleston. They sell to everybody all over the state, so make sure you check them out. Uh, let's if you're going to get one to John, though, you're going to have to send it to uh, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, but you know, hey, yeah, your mail carriers, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Do that for you. We'll you get at, it man? anywhere. We have a Russell Crowell or Crowell, but we'll call him Russell Crow. As a mail carrier, we only eat sealed snacks. Quantrell asks, real quick, which candy bar, Baby Ruth? I call him Baby Ruth from the movie, or Twix? Twix, hands down. Oh, Baby Ruth. Really, yeah. you're a Baby Ruth guy? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Peanuts. Thailand. Mm 
Ryan, Ryan did not leave Thailand. That's I probably should pretty sure that's what Kingsbury's is turning into. (laughs) Seth says, same here. What can Brown do for you? All right, man. Look, all of you that are that are in that industry. It is a thankless job. I know that it is. Not here. It's not. We will thank you every day. Yes. And, uh, That's off to you all. Twix eight days a week, according to Saunders. Christy's out. And um, Phil is excellent as always. I have thoroughly enjoyed my first week on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Live Happy from the Panorama Studios. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you, Phil. Thanks to all of you. I hope you have just an amazingly wonderful weekend, truly. Tomorrow's Get Outside Day, so get outside and do something fun. And we'll see you Monday on Inside the Gamecocks, the show brought to you by Express Sunrooms and always live from the Sinorama Studios.